This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Kremlin officials are taking vacations again. Ukraine's counteroffensive to retake territory held by Russia and Ukraine has to date only recovered about 200 square miles at a cost of thousands of casualties and tens of billions of expended Western aid. Both trained personnel lost and cash span are hard to replace. That has left Putin to think that he has won this battle and that it may be a good time to begin negotiations. He thinks that he can wear down Western resolve, and if Trump can get back in office, Ukraine would no longer have the United States supporting its back. Ukraine understands that while Russia will make agreements, they never keep them, so the effort is futile. The Ukraine military was reportedly warned by our Pentagon that their plan of attack would not work. They went ahead with it anyway, so I'm sure that that stings them. They are not incompetent and are very tough and resilient. The tactics and strategy are complicated. Ukraine did make some strategic gains in their land offensive, but it thinks that they can set up further progress in the spring if further supplied and supported. The Russian army is good at defense and will get prepared for resumption of hostilities. Both sides make moves on the chessboard. More Ukraine units are training and Ukraine pilots are learning how to jockey F-16s. Despite learning the ropes in an F-16, it takes time to become experienced in air combat. They do not want to hurry this. An F-16 shot down would be very hard to replace. Ukraine is understandably miffed at the slow delivery of F-16s, interpreting the early reluctance of Biden to provide them as being fine that our soldiers will die without support from the sky, unquote. They lost 60% of their mine removal equipment in the first few days of the offensive. They have to come up with a better answer to Russian drones, which proved effective against them in blunting the offensive. Air power was the primary lacking component of their recent offensive. They have been scrounging up more artillery ammo, with South Korea becoming a major arms supplier. Our Odessa contact says that ammo is pouring into Ukraine from everywhere. This same contact says that Russia is getting key manufacturing components, supposedly barred them under sanction, making them a joke. If Ukraine can get reorganized and refitted, they'll likely take one larger crack at cutting through Russian defenses to sever the land corridor, thus isolating Crimea this spring. That assumes that Congress doesn't stick a knife in their back and cut off further funding and aid to their war effort. They're down to the last few billion in U.S. general aid. They have to replace some equipment provided them from the U.S. military. And we're down to their last billion authorized for that swap, too. The GOP House was holding up further aid to Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, negotiating for more funding to manage the crisis at our southern border. Biden understands compromise and concessions there's a reasonable chance that they'll be able to come to terms. While Russian defense is generally held in a land battle, the Russian Navy has not fared nearly so well. They have essentially lost the Battle of the Black Sea, forced after losses to retreat further from the theater of action to a safer distance. The Russians and naval forces were forced to leave the major port of Sevastopol. Ukraine, through use of aerial and naval drones and missiles, has been damaging and sinking Russian ships, functionally defeating them. The green corridor that was moved closer to shore has been functioning better than expected, not that there are not problems. It is said, however, to be safer than shipping in the Red Sea. Ironically, Chinese ships have to traverse the Red Sea all the way to the Black Sea to load grain at Odessa. Our Odessa contact says the Chinese ships are not reaching them. 
The inflated shipping cost is deducted from the Ukraine price. The corn market in Ukraine is taking the holiday off. When the war was not going well and there was internal dissension and opposition to Putin's war effort in Russia, Moscow officials forwent vacations to stay on the job to make sure that they could keep them. Now that threat appears to have passed and Russian officials are now resuming taking holidays, likely in the belief that conditions have stabilized and stalemated, and not much new in the ground offensive will happen until spring. Wars provide economic stimulus and Putin is using this one to support the Russian economy. That support will, however, eventually bleed out. The oil industry is in a state of deterioration as well. Russian oil and gas production is not sustainable without foreign technology that only the West possesses. They are cannibalizing their societies to support the war effort. An exodus of Russian emigres and military conscription will be a drain on weak Russian demographics. The Russian economy was expected to shrink by 4.5%, with consumer prices up 14% this year. On the 15th of December, the Bank of Russia Board of Directors decided to increase their key interest rate by 100 basis points to 16%. And Americans think they have it tough. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.